Hey girl, today we're chatting about the seven things that you can learn from the way kids eat. I absolutely am super excited to share with you this episode topic because I have been observing my two sons lately and it is insane to me the way they eat. I feel like all of the intuitive principles that I share in my private coaching with clients and many of the principles that I apply in this podcast with all of you can be taken from just watching kids eat. And so today I wanted to share with you things that you can learn from the way kids eat and how you can apply those very things to your recovery journey as you navigate freedom from disordered eating. Let's dive right into today's episode. Grab your favorite notebook and pen because you are gonna want to jot these down and apply them in your life. Here we go. Hey girl, welcome to the Her Best Self Podcast. I'm Lindsay Nichol, former competitive figure skater and perfectionist, turn God-led imperfect boy mom and digital CEO. If you find yourself constantly thinking about food and wondering if you'll wake up one day free from the obsessive thoughts and behaviors controlling your life, then I've created this podcast for you because I know exactly what it's like to be a downright hot mess trapped in the destructive cycle of disordered eating. I finally found freedom and you can too, girlfriend. So if you're ready to heal your relationship with food and body and break the chains of control and show up in your best health, then grab your favorite Tarjay journal and let's get to it. So you can start living your best life as your best self. Happy Thursday, friend. I am super excited to talk about my kids today. Actually, I'm just excited in general to share with you some very intuitive principles that you are going to be able to apply very strategically into your own life right now. You can start leveraging these principles as you navigate healing from disordered eating And I want you to share them with me. So after today's show, head on over to Hope and Healing for Eating Disorder Recovery, our private Facebook community, and share with us there how you are applying these very intuitive practices into your food freedom journey. We are going to get started off by simply talking about the way kids eat because it's so cool. It's really astonishing to sit and think about how you ate as a child, because the truth is that without culture and out environment and all of the things that we are ingrained to believe in our brain, that skinny is good and fat is bad and donuts are bad and apples are good, like all of these rules that we have put on as true beliefs, all of those things, they start maybe early in childhood, but we aren't born navigating these food rules. Like we're just not born with these food rules. And so it's really cool to look at the way very young children eat and interpret their food experience. And I feel like this week I've just been watching predominantly the way that my five-year-old eats and really getting present with how he is doing things, why he is doing things, What is the reason behind it? This episode is truly from the bottom of my heart because I feel like there were a couple of very distinct practices that I learned from my little boy, Blake. And I think that just watching him grow and watching him navigate food and understanding the importance of nourishing our bodies is super, super fun, especially from a playful place. And I feel like we get so trapped 
in our eating disorder that we forget what it's like to be playful. We forget what it's like to be a kid and to not have worries in the world. We forget what it's like to live because we're so trapped in that mindset and that place of trying to control all the things. And what's very funny is that children, they just don't operate that way. I wanna share with you today the seven different things that I've learned and really been getting present with and how my sons both explore food and eat. And what I would like to do today is give you some of these principles and then teach you how to apply them in your own process of healing. Let's get right to it. We're gonna start with number one. Kids don't eat what they don't like. And in fact, it has nothing to do with caloric intake or food rules. Kids aren't worried about labels. They're not worried about ingredients. They simply just don't eat what they don't like. It's that simple. They don't add anything else to it. They don't add reasons to it. They don't have excuses of not eating certain things. They simply just don't eat based upon their preference. They may refuse a food because of the way that it tastes or because of color, or maybe there's a weird texture, right? But they're not sitting around trying to bank food for later on in the day or remove food groups or certain things to control their weight. They simply just aren't thinking about those things. And you can go to episode 37, The Reasons Why You Eat, because I talk a little bit about the reasons why we actually eat. And hunger is one of them, comfort is another one, and really just getting present with the reasons why we eat. What is it that drives us to eat? I mean, we were put on this planet and we need to eat to survive, but we created all of these things around food. We made it bad. It was meant to be neutral. It was actually meant to give our bodies the very nutrients that it needs to thrive. And what's really interesting is when we think about the way kids eat, they simply don't eat what they don't like. And it's more around preference and taste and appearance than it is around trying to control anything that goes into their body, right? Now you might have some picky eaters out there, so I recognize that. But when I'm talking today, everything I reference is just really looking at the way my sons have eaten this past week and a half and being observant around some of these things because I feel like we need to start approaching food the way that kids do. Let's get back into the playful place that brought us joy in our life where there wasn't fears, there wasn't desires around controlling our body or controlling our weight or the number on the scale, we were simply living, we were simply breathing, we were eating to enjoy it and to experience it. The one thing I've really noticed is that my sons won't eat something simply because they just don't like it, they don't have a preference for it. So how to apply this in your own recovery? This week, I want you to view food as neutral, okay? I want you to simply acknowledge it, food is a thing. And it was created to give us nutrients that we needed. And every food has nutrients. So instead of labeling it as good or bad, it simply just is. Number two, kids thrive on structure. Am I right? They become super cranky if they're not regularly eating. 
I look at my sons and if they haven't had something to eat in at least a three hour window, like three meals and three snacks, if not more a day, they are little T-Rexes. Like they are grouchy pants, they are nasty, they are hangry. And what's really important is that when we give our kids structure, when we give our kids multiple opportunities throughout the day of routines that they need to set themselves up for the very best version of their little selves, that creates so much goodness in their little hearts and it makes their tummies happy too. And so how you can apply this to your life is literally setting yourself up for success and having a plan. If we want to thrive and we want to nourish our bodies and our bodies to be able to function at their very best, then we need to create some structure for ourselves. Instead of being super rigid and what we're not gonna eat or super rigid around what we allow ourselves to eat, how about becoming a little bit more clear and present with your routine and the structure? Allowing yourself that permission to have something every three or four hours. Because when you're so used to trying to manipulate your body and restrict your food, you find ways to avoid it. But if we think like kids, we are constantly hungry. Our bodies need that for fuel and energy to show up as the very best version of ourselves. So this week, to commit to yourself, can you set yourself up with a routine? And can we see how that works for you? Number three, kids can get easily distracted. However, they eat when they're hungry, and this can be hard to predict. Yet many days they may eat all day long and other days they may not be as hungry. Really what we're talking about here, you can go back to episode 44. It's all about living life unrestricted and learning about intuitive eating and the principles that I share in that episode. But while others can be super, super hungry at times, like my sons, literally I can tell when they're growing because they're eating everything in my house. And then other days it's like, eh, mom, I'm not really that hungry right now. And I'm like, what? You didn't even eat a lot of breakfast. If you've ever experienced a child in your life, maybe your own child or someone that you love, it's really interesting to just see how they operate and see how their body allows them to nourish themselves by generating those hunger cues and really getting present with that. And so my sons are super funny creatures. I mean, they will be very, very famished one day and then the next day they're like messing around and not really caring because they're distracted. They're playing or they have friends over. Intuitive eating won't happen overnight for you, especially if you haven't been allowing yourself to eat properly. But giving yourself that permission this week to nourish your body is the first step to acting as if, okay? I want you to go back to episode 44 if you haven't listened to that one, but really getting present and real about what is it that my body needs right now? Am I super, super hungry? And maybe we're not there yet because you've never allowed yourself that experience. That's okay. But I want you to start acting as if this is who you are. Because girl, you are so much more than restriction. You are so much more than staying chained to this. You may get easily distracted with stuff and you may not always feel hungry, but it's the act of doing the opposite. Number four, kids love choices. Instead of you can't eat this or you can't have this to eat, they don't think from like a black and white perspective. It's more about giving them choices 
Without choices, you're not gonna take action, but with choices, you will choose what action you take. So an example is if I tell my sons, okay, tonight you can either have chicken nuggets or you can have fish sticks. They're not gonna say I'm not eating, well, maybe sometimes, but majority of the time they make a choice around one of those two things. So it's living into the option, giving yourself a choice is also giving yourself permission. Apply this today by giving yourself options and choices instead of completely not allowing yourself any options or any choices. Because without choices, you're not gonna take actions. But if you give yourself choices, your brain will pick a choice. It's kind of like, do you want the red apple or the green apple? Well, I know I'm gonna have an apple. Which one do I want? It's giving yourself permission of choice. Number five, they like creative fun, exploration. They love ideas and making things their very own. And this is what I've enjoyed watching in my sons as we approach summer and just doing many things outside is loving the idea that their creativity blossoms. Both of my sons have different personalities. They're very different. But watching them in their creative place that they thrive on is truly heartfelt for me. And so how we can learn through how they live in terms of being creative and fun around food is making personal pizzas with toppings. Like we will have like a family night where we're cooking all together and we're doing things and we're letting them design it. And this gives them power and responsibility. And so this week, I want you to think, how can you take your power back from your eating disorder? Can you explore some ideas? Can you be a kid again? Can you literally make dinner with a spouse or a family member or your child or your husband and explore new food? Try a new thing. Try a way to enjoy it. Try a new way of the same thing. Sister, it's really getting present with what we're doing and why we're doing it. And if you want freedom from disordered eating, let's create the very best version of you and the new version of you. And let's make it fun. It doesn't always have to be so daunting, depressing, mundane, and hard. Number six, they don't like negotiations. And sister, neither should you. We aren't negotiating with our eating disorder. Eating isn't set up for negotiation. It's something that we simply do. Eating isn't optional. Sister, write this on a sticky note and put it on your mirror. Eating isn't optional. We tend to tell our kids, take three more bites of your broccoli or have two more bites of this and then you can get out from the table. But you see how that works with kids. Threats and punishments and unhealthy incentives, they just don't work. They create bad moods, they create meltdowns, and honestly, they lead to disordered eating behaviors because we're forcing the culture of finishing your plate. We aren't making deals, we aren't bargaining. It simply is what it is. It's eating, it's neutral. And if little kids don't like those negotiations, neither should we, neither should you, girl. So today I want you to apply this in your own life. We're not bargaining with our eating disorder. We're simply doing the very best thing with the very best info that we have as we set ourselves up through this path to success. So if that action for you looks like you're gonna have your snack this morning, then you're gonna have your snack this morning. It's not up for negotiation. 
Number seven, ask questions. Have you realized how intuitive kids are? It's, are we there yet? Are we there yet? But why mom, why this, why now? I want you to apply this to your life and to your recovery to create intuitive awareness. Start asking better questions and you're gonna get better answers. So what have we learned today? That kids, they live in the moment. They live in a no worry zone, a no stress zone. And they love to try new things. And when they don't love to try new things, then you best believe they're going to love telling you that they don't love trying new things. They don't let options shy them away from getting their way. And they're not worried about failing. Sister, they will fail. They will scratch their freaking knees and they will get up and do the same daggone thing again and again and again. That's how I want you to approach your recovery this week and long-term because those exact qualities that we can learn from the babes are the exact qualities that are going to get you from struggling to thriving. Now, what I didn't talk about today is the eating disorder called ARFID, which is the Avoidant Restrictive Food Intake Disorder. And this actually is a DSM-5 eating disorder. It was formerly the selective eating disorder. And it is similar to anorexia in that both disorders involve limitations in the amount of food that one takes in. But many children will experience ARFID because they go through phases of picky eating and selective eating, but they're not consuming enough calories to grow and let their bodies thrive to the best of their abilities. The difference here is there's not a fear of being fat. There's not a fear of gaining weight. It's simply avoiding food. So in today's episode, I won't touch on those specifics, but I do want to leave you with something that I feel will truly touch your heart. A special little boy, which I am extremely biased, asked to be a part of today's show. And so I wanted him to share how he feels about food. Here we go. From the mouth of a five-year-old. My name's Blake. Eating is optional. I love to eat. My favorite food is popcorn. Also like um, blueberries. And yarn strawberries because they will make me go bigger and stronger. Oh, and the ice cream. So there you've got it, girl. It is all about the strawberries, blueberries, the vanilla ice cream, and the popcorn. And today I just wanted to jump into the mic and share with you some really interesting principles that I've learned from my kids. These seven principles you can learn from the way that kids eat, and I hope that they've given you some permission that you are worthy, that you can experience pleasure, that you can be present with your food process, and you can stand up to yourself today and that eating disorder brain that wants to tell you that you're not worthy and you don't deserve to eat. I'm here in your ear to tell you that is simply untrue And you can learn to start living again. You can live in the moment. You can be part of the recovery 
process that is gonna allow you to try new things and is gonna allow you to keep picking yourself up even though you may feel like you're failing. Get up and do it again today and again tomorrow. I'm here for you and I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. I can't wait to talk to you soon. And if you're looking for more support, hop on over to the website, lindsaynickel.com and meet me there. I'll talk to you soon, girl. Bye for now. Oh, friend, thank you so much for letting me share what was on my heart today. My hope for this podcast is to help more women find freedom from food and body. If this has empowered or blessed you, let me know. I'd be honored for your rating and review of my show. And I'd love to connect with you in my private Facebook community. You really can move from perfection to purpose. Let's break the chains together. I'll help navigate the way. Until next time, bye for now, girl.